I was very fortunate that I had already diversified my business prior to the pandemic hitting. So while the revenues for my clinic dropped severely, the revenues for my e-commerce, Dr. Liza, actually went up. Welcome to season four of the CEO Mom podcast, The Woman, The Mother, and The Myths. The podcast of CEO Mom magazine, the publication that puts super momming into perspective. I'm your host, Vonna Matthews. So let's listen in. Countless moms wrestle with mom guilt, those mental attacks that cause them to question the adequacy of their parenting. Where do these nagging thoughts originate and why do moms so easily buy into the exaggerated accusations? In her new book, Guilt-Free Mommy, Dana Reed shares her own journey from being guilt-ridden to becoming guilt-free. With humor, relatability, and practical application, she shares how you can release the unreasonable guilt that comes with motherhood and trust your ability to effectively parent your children. Buy it now at online retailers or visit her website at guiltfreemommy.com and receive 10% off with code CEOMOM. Well, I am excited to continue our series for Moms You Should Know. And I have here with me today, Dr. Liza Egboga, and I am so excited that she is a part of this Moms You Should Know. We're going to learn a lot about Liza, Dr. Liza's shoes and all of the science technology behind that and how she's really helping women to get rid of high heel pain. So thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Liza. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Awesome. So I want you guys to get to know Dr. Liza a little bit better So after spending over 10 years treating women with high heel related pain in Toronto's financial district and celebrities in Hollywood, Dr. Liza Egboga questioned whether beauty really had to result in pain. Not being able to provide her stylish and fashion forward patients with suitable high heeled options, Dr. Liza decided to design her own revolutionary comfortable and functional line of shoes. In May 2017, Dr. Liza was awarded the Trailblazer and Professional Impact Award by the NCN and in October 2017 won Afro Global's Science and Technology Award for the design and development of the Dr. Liza a pump. She was named one of 150 extraordinary Canadians by the Transformation Institute in 2018 and in 2019 named one of the most influential people of African descent in business and entrepreneurship. She also won the 2019 Woman of Inspiration's Innovator Award and was the platinum winner for the Toronto Stars Reader's Choice Awards for Best Foot Care in 2019. That's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let's jump right in and learn a little bit about you, Dr. Liza, and your background and how you got started. So tell us about Dr. Liza and how life led you to a career in the medical field. So it goes all the way back till the age of six when I told my parents that I wanted to be a doctor because I wanted to help people. I always hated seeing people in pain or people uncomfortable, and I was always trying to fix them or, you know, provide treatment to help them feel better. So fast forward to university, I went to university for pharmacology. So I thought, okay, pharmacology is a great precursor to going to medical school. 
And then in my first year of university, I started volunteering at the hospital on campus. So I was in day ward. And I just remember my first day feeling that the atmosphere felt so dreary. And it wasn't what I thought of as health and wellness. I thought as a doctor, I'd be promoting health, wellness, helping people feel better in a positive environment. And the whole hospital environment didn't do that to me. So that's when I started to question whether being a medical doctor was right for me. So then the next year, again, I volunteered in the hospital. And then by that point, and, you know, second year, learning a lot about pharmacology, I thought, you know, I don't really want to just treat the symptoms or provide Band-Aid solutions. I want to get to the root of the problem and have a hands-on impact on fixing that. So I started researching different types of professions that could do that. So I looked at physiotherapy, I looked at physiatrists, I looked at naturopathic medicine. And then for the first time I heard about chiropractic and I had never heard of chiropractic before. I didn't know what chiropractors were. So I thought, oh, this sounds very interesting. They actually used their hands as a former athlete. I was really excited about doing something more physical. So the summer, that summer, I decided to work for a chiropractor chiropractic clinic just to see what it was about and you know people would come in you know not smiling that big not in the best of mood but then they would leave they'd be laughing and smiling and I just went to the chiropractor like what are you doing in there like why is everyone coming out so happy all the time and he's like well do you want a treatment I was like sure he's like are there any issues that you have I said well, really, I just have knee problems because I was a sprinter and ran hurdles. And my doctor just said it's growing pains and there's not much that we can do about it. So after a quick assessment, he said, you are an overpronator, which means you roll in too much. And that puts a lot of pressure on your knees. And that's why you get the knee pain. So if we get you orthotics to wear in your shoes, then you're not going to overpronate as much and you won't have the knee pain. And we did just that, and that was the fix. And that's when I decided, you know what, that's what I want to do. I want people to come in with a problem and for me to offer a solution and have them leave feeling better. So I started with chiropractic, I became a chiropractor, but then I always wanted to look at the body, you know, from head to toe. And five years into practice, I realized what I was actually doing was something called osteopathy, which is a holistic approach to the whole body where you're manipulating all tissues, including muscles, joints, nerves, in order to create balance and alignment. So then I also went back to school at that point to get my osteopathy designation. So now I'm a chiropractor and a manual osteopath. Awesome. So right from the beginning, or even before your medical career started, you already wanted to help people and go beyond the symptoms. It was just something that was ingrained with me. My parents think that it was passed down from my great grandfather, who was the healer in their village. And they always used to call me the golden child. And I thought it was because I had blonde hair. And it turned out it's because they thought I had this healing ability that was passed on from my grand great grandfather. 
I love it. I love it. So continuing your career in helping people to not only alleviate the symptoms, but get to the root of the problem. For 10 years, you worked for over 10 years, you worked with women with high heel related pain. So first tell us some of the physical dangers of wearing traditional high heels. And let me say that I love high heels and I know it's not always a good thing. So tell me some of the dangers that's associated with wearing um, high heels, especially on a regular basis. Absolutely. So one of the, the biggest things, of course, is foot pain. When you are in your typical high heels or stilettos, it actually changes our body posture so that we're putting more weight on the balls of our feet. So that familiar aching and pain or something that we call metatarsalgia might be familiar to you. So that's the first thing is just general foot pain. Number two is formation of bunions. So most heels, high heels are pointy, they compress your toes together. So combined with pointing your toes together and the added pressure from tilting you forward, that can lead to the formation of bunions. And then we have something called plantar fasciitis, which is very common. And that's when the bottom of the foot is strained from overworking. And that's something that happens when you wear high heels. So people can develop plantar fasciitis. And that's just with the foot. There's everything from hematos, neuromas. But then when we look up the chain, you can also suffer from laxity in your ankles or ankle pain, ankle sprains, knee injuries or knee pain, hip pain, and even back pain. Wow. So I want to dive a little bit into the work that you did in helping the women, especially these high profile women who are experiencing these high heel um, related pain. So what are some of the reasons that they would come in to work with you? Like what were some of the, you know, you've just listed some of the physical dangers, but what was some of the work that you would do with these women? So a lot of times when they would come in, you know, we do the assessment and figure out what the root of the problem is. And oftentimes the root of the problem with the high, was the high heels. But I couldn't tell these women not to wear high heels because oftentimes it was a requirement or part of the dress code for being in the financial district or for red carpets or just doing their, doing their job. So I would do hands-on therapy in order to balance the body and adjust for the discrepancies caused by the high heels. So you can think of it as very deep tissue massage, which is what we call myofascial release, adjustments to balance off the joints. And that would go all the way from the feet right up to the spine so that we can make sure everything was balanced out. But then they would go back to wearing their high heels and then they would have to come back again and we'd have to do the same fix because ultimately, the solution is to take away the problem that's causing the pain. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I'm assuming that they were reluctant to do that. They were, because I would recommend, you know, you should wear orthopedic shoes rather than your high heels. But they're like, okay, Dr. Liza, why don't you recommend an orthopedic high heel that isn't hideous and I'll absolutely wear it. And at that point, I could not recommend a high heel that would be good for them that didn't look hideous, right? 
And that's one of the reasons why I started my own shoe line, because I know exactly what needs to go into the shoe to make it not just comfortable, but also to make sure you have optimum alignment. There's not pressure on the balls of your feet. Your plantar fascia isn't strained and that your ankles feel good, your knees feel good, and your back feels good. And as a fashionista and someone who has always been into fashion, aesthetically, I knew what the shoe should look like so that, you know, us girls who are into fashion could actually wear, wear the shoe. So as you mentioned, you developed your own product to help alleviate the pain. So walk us through the inspiration and process behind starting Dr. Liza's shoes. And I know it was to help women get rid of the pain that they were experiencing um, from wearing high heels. But what inspired you to turn it into a fashion business? So yes, one of the things is to help women with pain, but also the disfigurement, unnecessary surgeries, and just overall reduction in quality of life because of their suffering. And when I thought of, you know, launching my own shoe, I didn't want to just, you know, help the women that visit me in my practice. I wanted it to be a movement where us women can, you know, level up while still being comfortable. We can walk with our colleagues in meetings in our heels and still be comfortable without suffering. We can go to work and feel the same comfort in our shoes as men. So that's not something that I wanted to do on a small scale. The goal was always to make sure as many women as possible could be comfortable in their shoes, just because I saw how you know, damaging it was to be in constant pain, but have this expectation of a certain dress code. So, you know, I launched the first shoe, which was the Dr. Liza Pump. And when I launched, I only had two, you know, one style and two colors. And then gradually as, you know, I was able to promote the, promote the brand and get the world that word out and women started to realize how amazing the shoes were, the word started to spread through word of mouth. And as the business grew, I started to add more sauce. So I added more colors of the Dr. Liza pump. Then I added the Dr. Liza sneaker pump. Then the Dr. Liza booty. Then the Dr. Liza booty 2.0. Dr. Liza flats. Dr. Liza sandals. Dr. Liza slippers. You know, and I just keep going. And now I've launched the Dr. Liza sneaker as well. I love it. I love it. So were you surprised by some of the growth that came with you creating these shoes? I was because, you know, initially when I launched the line, I was still working almost full time at my practice. And at that time, it was, you know, it was a side thing. But then as I saw the potential for it, you know, I reduced my hours in clinic in order to spend more time with the, with my fashion brand. And, you know, in practice, I was used to growing my patient base through word of mouth because, you know, when people feel good after treatment, they refer others. I didn't expect that that same thing would happen with the shoes. So let's talk a little bit about the science behind the shoes. How are you helping to alleviate some of the the pain? So essentially what I did was to take clinical tools that I would have normally used. So if someone comes in with a stress fracture in their foot, 
I would recommend a uh, rocker aircast boot. So the same kind of technology that are used in medical devices that we use to treat foot pain or take pressure off of the foot, I use those same things and transfer that into a high heel. So the rocking mechanism that you find in medical shoes, I put that same kind of rocking motion in my shoes so that when you're walking, you don't have any pressure on the balls of your feet. And the same kind of extensive orthotic insoles I would prescribe to patients, I also built those right into the shoe so that you're fully supported with each step. And then also took because you know, I'm like, how amazing do sneakers feel, right? I want high heels that feel like sneakers. So the same kind of material called EVA that you have in running shoes that provides a lot of the shock absorption, I put that in the shoe too and built it right into the platform because I want to be feeling like I'm wearing sneakers all day. So I combined my clinical expertise and I clinically test all my shoes to make sure that they're doing exactly what they say they're doing and do a 3D gait analysis, which is usually only done for high-performance athletic shoes. So this is the first time that's ever been done for high heels or dress shoes. I love that. I love that. So switching gears a little bit, we're going to talk about your business and how you have been impacted by COVID. So we know that COVID, of course, has impacted a lot of small businesses, causing some to close permanently, unfortunately. What have been some of your biggest challenges during COVID and what has been your key to moving beyond the pandemic? Well, the, I mean, the pandemic has been absolutely devastating. When the pandemic first hit, we were put under lockdown and even regulated health professionals, we were told to close our clinics and we could not practice or see patients. So that was for three months. And in the process of that, I was actually supposed to be moving into a new space that we're building, but it wasn't ready yet. So I had a full seven months where I was not in clinic seeing patients, but during that time, because my shoe line is e-commerce based. I spent all that time focusing on the shoe line and I'm in the media. So I was still able to do segments on TV and write articles from home. But while the clinic was down, I was actually able to grow Dr. Liza, the shoes and also introduce handbags during the pandemic just because that was my only focus because I did not have my clinic. I was very fortunate that I had already diversified my business prior to the pandemic hitting. So while the revenues for my clinic dropped severely, the revenues for my e-commerce, Dr. Liza, actually went up. So that was the pivot into focusing all my energy because I'm like, when will I ever have this time again to focus on this e-commerce business? And that's that's what I did. So even though it has, you know, really caused a downturn, especially for in-person visits, it at least has allowed me to focus on Dr. Liza's shoes 
And people have also had a newfound focus on comfort, which is a space that I was already in. So, you know, I've just been pivoting, you know, with what I'm designing, because obviously women are not going to be wearing as many high heels right now. So that's why I introduced the Dr. Liza slipper, which is essentially a house shoe that you can still wear out after and introduce a sneaker because, you know, it'll take a while before people go full scale on moving out of their comfort gear. (laughs) I agree. I love that. I absolutely love that you having this diverse portfolio is one of the things that enabled you to survive the pandemic. And as you know, we're still in it. So what are things looking like for you now as it relates to your practice? So we are, I'm in, based in Toronto and we're still currently under lockdown, but as uh, healthcare professionals, we are able to practice, but people are still not as comfortable coming in. So one pivot has also been to offer virtual visits and bit by bit, because people have been in this pandemic for a year and their bodies are suffering. So slowly now things are actually picking up quite a bit because people are like, I can't hold out. It's been a year of suffering and I need to come back in for my appointments. So you talked about developing the Dr. Liza slipper, which is amazing. I mean, you already have a diverse portfolio and now you're expanding your product line, which is really great. And I think an incredible lesson for all of us, you know, we talk about having a variety of revenue streams and you are an example of, of how that can work during a crisis. So kind of tell us about Dr. Liza's shoes, where you are now and what your product offerings are and where you see the company in five years. So we have had steady growth since 2017. And even in the pandemic year, we did manage to have 40% growth, which is, you know, really great considering. And you know, the plan right now, because currently Dr. Liza Shoes is just offered through our e-commerce site, I'm working towards wholesale and getting into some retailers. So at the five-year mark, I would hope, you know, we would be in retailers like Nordstrom's and that the company would have grown enough that I would, you know, have an executive team and focus more on the clinical and design aspect of the of the brand. And that's where I see us in five years, global, that you'll be able to pick up Dr. Liza's shoes, whether you're in Australia, Germany, Nigeria, anywhere in the US and Canada. And all women can, you know, have finally have comfortable dress shoes that look amazing. That's incredible. That's incredible. So let's talk about some of the work that you've done, some of the philanthropic work you've done. You partnered with women to raise funds to purchase PPE for healthcare workers in Nigeria, which is where you are from. You're from Canada, but your family's from Nigeria. Tell us about that partnership and how you were using fashion to give back. Well, I first was introduced to the designer of woman, Equerke, in November of 2019, when I went to Nigeria for Lagos Fashion Week. 
And I just found his designs to be very interesting because there was a lot of incorporation of anatomy in his designs. And that's when I found out that he also went to medical school. So, you know, we have this background where not only do we think fashion is something to look good, but that it should serve a greater purpose. For me, fashion is a, a vehicle where we can help people be more comfortable. And for him, he also saw it as, you know, we want to make the world a better place. And he had designed something on his Instagram where it said, we must design a better world. And I thought that's exactly what we need to, that's the design that we need to use for this initiative, because that's what we're doing. We're designing a better world. We're going to take this wonderful design. We're going to put it on comfortable clothes. So not only will people be comfortable and in fashion, but all the proceeds will go to a good cause where you're actually extending beyond your barrier. Because I think when we think of community, it shouldn't just be those around us. I think we should think of it as a global community. And while we are already moving to the stage where everyone's getting vaccinated, they still don't have enough PPE, even in isolation centers. And we need to be responsible for that because a pandemic is never isolated. It involves the whole world. So we have to look at it from a worldwide perspective. And that's where the concept came in. I'm so happy that people are, you know, supporting it, especially now when people are facing financial hardship. And to see the, the doctors and nurses and healthcare workers in Nigeria donning their PPE and using their sanitizer and feeling more comfortable coming into work because they're protected. It feels like we're making a difference in saving lives. That's incredible. And how can people support the work you're doing with women? So the name of the collection is Design a Better World. And currently we have t-shirts, sweatshirts, socks, and we'll continually be adding to the collection. And the collection can be purchased at DrLizaShoes.com and all proceeds go directly so every month all the proceeds from that month go directly to nigeria and ppe is purchased everything is logged and yeah that's how that's how you can report hopefully by purchasing the gear yes absolutely absolutely so how can our listeners stay connected to you so i do have a website at www.dr-liza.com and I have you know great educational resources on there there's also social media so I am on Instagram and Twitter at Dr. Liza well thank you so much Dr. Liza I've learned so much and I'm encouraged now not only to purchase your shoes but also to be more aware of the high heels that I that I wear now so thank you yes. so much <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the CEO Mom Podcast, The Woman, The Mother, and The Myths. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation as much as we have. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe and definitely rate us. Go deeper with us on every episode by subscribing to our exclusive newsletter at CEOMomMagazine.com. There, we'll provide tips and information based on every episode. This podcast is produced by For Her Media with music by BOPD and C. Scott. Until the next conversation, thanks for joining us.